Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause. <laughs> Hit pause, sit back, and just chill mini edition. I'm Ben Magnet, and we're coming to you live for right in the middle of the Fake Nerd Podcast episode 329 because the PlayStation Showcase happened, and who, boy, who else heard Ryan scream at the top of his lungs? Because I sure as hell did, but we'll get to that bit. Uh, anyways, yeah, PlayStation Showcase, the biggest one that we've had in a while. A lot of shit to go down. Of course, I'm here with Brandon T. McClure, Ryan Eliopoulos, and Sparks Witty. Um, so, Ryan, how happy are you on a scale of one to extremely? Uh, not as happy as you'd think, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Really? I, I yeah. think I, I think Because you have one. no context except for an announcement, and the context is the most important part of the announcement. <sighs> okay. There were, like, 35 games announced, and we're going to talk about, like, eight of them, just so yeah. everyone knows. We're going to talk about all of them. <laughs> Yeah. God, do I wish we were here to talk about all of them. I, do I just want to say in a quick moment, almost every game in here I'm excited about. There's a game called uh, 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 Cats of the Caribbean. It's a cat oh. playing pirate. Holy crap. I'm yeah. going to buy that. Yeah. I can't even. There's a there's another one that's like a, about the towers. I forget yeah. the name right Tower now. Tower of like, Asbo. Yes, yes. It's Breath of the Wild, but like you but like like different. just like beautiful. Be- like I it just want a paraglider. You know what I thought of? I was like, um this is the video game that whatever the Avatar video game wishes it oh, was sure, when yeah. it comes out. Because I was like, you you are just exploring this vast, incredible Pandora-like yeah. level world of cool creatures and plant life and everything. Giant looked, flying like uh, stingrays you can Looked hop amazing. On. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I've never been more excited I, about being a PlayStation owner. <laughs> There's I a, wanna, I really want to talk more about the Plucky Squire. That is yeah. my f- personal favorite. Um, God, yes. Absolutely. I mean, outside of Spider-Man 2, because, oh. Yeah, that's, of oh. course, everyone's excited for Spider-Man 2, of course. Yeah, everyone's, but Plucky Squire, I have been into this game, into this concept oh, yeah. of this game ever since I first saw that trailer, and I want that on my PS5 right now. That's the most like that. That in terms of obviously, it's like it's like a small indie game. But in terms of this is what I'm mm-hmm. talking about about video game design, like pushing forward. It is combining yeah. every type of game into like one game, and it is like a narrative version because it's a storybook being told. And mm-hmm. it's just incredible looking how you're transitioning from 2D to 3D. You're going to an open world from like it's just I can't. It looks so charming. It's so charming. I, I also just love. Sorry, Sparks, but I also no, just no, love no, how I just love how the design of the game is. It's kind of and this one is like an. I'll, I'll, Obviously, with Plucky Squire, I don't want it's a completely different developer, but same publisher, Devolver Digital, because right. with Plucky Squire and Cult of the Lamb, Cult of the Lamb was cute, but it was also menacing because it was, it's like, oh, look at these cute little animals. Instant Eldritch horror. Like, yeah, yeah, sacrifices, yeah. got people dying. But with the Plucky Squire, it's going balls to the walls with the children's book theme and the whole game looks so wholesome and heartwarming and cute i mean you get the cuteness with yes you get the cuteness with colton lamb but this one it's like you get the cuteness but it's a storybook and it fits whereas one game is shock value the other game is true wholesomeness but the gameplay itself just wants me to play it because i love how seamless i mean yes it is a trailer it is a pre-rendered demo but you get going from a 2D space to a 3D space seamlessly. Not a lot of games have done that very successfully. And I'm yes. really looking forward to how this does it. And, and yeah, go ahead. I know you want to talk. Uh, I was just going to say, like, there's a, there, this is a, one of the like crown jewels, I think, of many good looking indie style games that were oh, in yeah. the showcase that I'm just like thrilled to the gills with. If you have anything more specifically about Plucky Squire. Yeah, just I, again, like, this, like the transition from 2D to 3D. It's just like, it's so beautiful and seamless. And I'm like, how? How are you making this game? It's like so impressive. 
I'm I'm genuinely thrilled to see this run on a PlayStation yeah. 5. I will say real quick because I just want to contextualize this state of play. I'm so excited because my personal job life is about to change to where I have a more fixed schedule. So I'm going to play more games and I'm so thrilled about it. Some of them are going to be for basement arcade. Some of them are in the state of play announcement for sure. I know it. So I'm just so happy. And I real quick, before we get into the ones that we highlighted in the news, I did just want to ask Ben and Ryan, what did you guys think of foam stars? Get it out of my face. (laughs) <laughs> no that looks like the biggest are like, you this will be the most negative i've ever been on this podcast and i try not to be that is just ripping off splatoon that looks like a piece of shit game that looks awful that looks um, like that looks so bad why would anyone want to play that game and i'm sorry if you want to play that game that's great i'm happy for you i am never touching that game no for <laughs> that sure that looks awful instantly instantly the second the foam started going, and I started with see it was like, I'm like, this is Splatoon. I'm sorry, yeah. Nintendo has this shit locked down. I laugh I feel so like hard. Whenever I, I feel like whenever another company, be it Square, um, be or another developer, in this case Square, because Square Enix is developing the game. Whenever they try to take something that Nintendo made it super popular, ran like they're able, it made it a runaway success, and they try to copy it, it's not going to work. They're it's big on fads is, because they did the Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale like Fortnite 2 that failed. This is this yeah. is why I, I wanted to bring it up, only because I was like, it was weird to me. This was Square. It was just I was just like, wow, what a weird choice, Square yeah. Enix, right it's, now. They this, have, is just, this is just bizarre. Square Enix is huge, and we mostly talk about yes, their their well, I mean, just because like we mostly talk about like their really good games and their JRPG stuff, but they also put out a lot of stuff that we just don't talk about. And like it just this got fo- this got a showcase for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. yeah, and there were so many other games people were looking forward to that didn't get announced. So I'm like, how much money did they give you for Foam Stars? I, wow. I don't know. All I know is that I've never played Splatoon, and I'm not gonna play Foam, St- uh, Foam Stars. I've never wanted to play Splatoon more than after seeing this trailer. <laughs> I do think Splatoon could be fun. No, that if game we play has together. a huge. That's the, that's like Nintendo's biggest multiplayer yeah, franchise. Yeah, it's sure. huge. I just like it's just not for me. I I, yeah. I feel like if Brandon had a Switch, that could be like a supplement into for Ko City. Um, in terms similar, of movement and stuff, absolutely. Actually, there's a yeah. similar construction design in terms of yeah, movement and everything. That's that's what I was thinking. Too. Yeah, it's a great game. Just um, yeah, just not not my jam. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will say like it did surprise me a little bit. We've talked about like game companies being a little better about like you know not getting too far out in the weeds on their release dates. This one was pretty bad. There were some. It, though, there were honest. some 2024 ones. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think they were too, too terrible in announcements, especially because um, most of the 2024 ones were not AAA titles. And I think AAA titles are the ones that get stickier. Yeah. And I don't think it's so bad to hype people up That's about a good indies point. in advance. Most of them were smaller games that yeah. were getting the 2024 announcements. And I'm like, that's okay. I don't mind like waiting to learn more. The biggest thing, because a lot of people were disappointed with this. Um, this is a PlayStation like showcase as opposed to a state of play where this was supposed to set up like the future of PlayStation for the next year. And in mm-hmm. terms of setting up your next entire year, people were disappointed because only truly the next big game we are getting is Spider-Man because Metal Gear is not coming out next year. That was a CG trailer. Mm-hmm. That game is not even close to being done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So really, we only have Sp- the big Spider-Man game to look forward to because a lot of those games, they're not coming out next year. Well, we have Spider-Man at the end of the year, but we have Final Fantasy 16 next month. Oh, sure. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> yeah, that's- but I don't. God think, damn it! I'm gonna be awesome. Yeah, I don't think we were expecting. At least I wasn't. Expecting the industry was. Big. The industry was because no, I get the it. The last time this happened was two years ago. Yes, we get um, state of plays every couple months. This was supposed to be 
the next year of our launch or our lineup. And so like, I get, I get it. But I this, wasn't is, this was part of my point of why I was saying with the 2024 thing for the smaller title games, I think that they have confidence of those games coming. Mm -hmm. And I think they're being reserved about AAA. Like I do think we'll hear more towards the Spider-Man 2 release date of what's coming in 2024. And there will be something AAA to get excited about. Sure. But I think they're being careful right now. I yeah. think they don't want to overhype because everybody in the industry is looking at what's happening with uh, Suicide Squad and saying, I don't want to be that. It's true. Also, just don't make... Well, here's the thing. you Half these games that, that were announced were live service games. That's true. Like, literally all the shooters that we're going to talk about, like Helldivers, uh, 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 Marathon, uh, uh, these are all live service games. So, like, PlayStation has said that 60% of their budget next year is going to live service games. 60% of all of their games are going to be live service next year. So just get ready, guys, that a lot of these games look cool. They're not going to be games we're actually going to want to play. I, I'm just letting you I know, will, unfortunately. I will admit that... Um, more than anything uh outside of a couple of select ones that we are going to talk about um it was the it was the indies that were getting me yeah. I'm like oh man indies look so good on ps5 i'm just so excited yeah um, yeah i have indies uh, waiting for me to finish jedi survivor i have um season which i'm just thrilled to get into hell yeah brother. Uh, Brian, do you want me to go down the list, or did you want to go down the list? Oh, I know. I I will I will talk when I have something to say. It's your guys' show. Now. All righty. Well, first first on the list that uh, Brandon um, so gracefully supplied for me is the Last of Us. The multiplayer project needs more time due to quality and long term viability concerns. Honestly, I didn't know that Last of Us was making a, a multiplayer thing. Well, this is for these two. These are this is for these yeah. two. Uh, so. Okay. This is really funny after last week, after the Overwatch 2 news of, hey, the game that we announced, Overwatch 2, that was going to be a PvE, you know, player versus enemy. Doesn't exist. Uh, that game doesn't exist anymore. So the game that people have been waiting for, like me, have been waiting for years, that game doesn't actually exist. And I really pissed off a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Luckily, Overwatch 2 is free to play, so it's not like I bought the game. So, like, there's a little leeway. But it was it was a big dent in, in video game news, right? A week later, this was announced. Um... A key, a key difference being at least that this was not the core team of Naughty Dog yeah. uh, having dedicated a bunch of time to something they ended up scrapping. Yes, uh, but it was, much like Overwatch 2, uh, it was a project that was too ambitious for them to finish. Yes. Um, and Last of Us 2 came out four years ago at this point. And we we heard about this game three years ago at this point. Yes. We haven't seen a single trailer for it. No. And then they put out, hey, the thing we're putting out is way too hard. Uh, we're going to scale back significantly, which makes me significantly less excited because hey the last of us multiplayer is really good they were not just making another multiplayer game they were making basically another big ass game everybody and they could it is then they couldn't do it and i get that that sucks and like it's just yeah. a situation where like i i guess uh, sometimes you just you shouldn't have to try you shouldn't go so big you know this is their first live service game this is going to be a live service game battle pass multiplayer cosmetics all that shit and naughty dog has never made something like that before and i think they were failing at it unfortunately yeah um that a lot of people have said this was basically going to be the division with last of us and that sounds cool setting. and that like that cool. does sound cool like the division had its its advantages but like yeah. i was also nervous uh when they first announced it because i was like it sounds like cool a cool idea but i don't know how i feel about how they can pull it off because the last yeah. of us is just so driven narratively yeah. and i don't and naughty dog is driven narratively and so like mm -hmm. as a studio i just don't think it was in their full capability to tackle what this was without cheapening the product yeah yeah, yeah that's true right honestly the, when i hear last of us i think narrative gameplay amazing story driven um video game i don't think multiplayer but 
I, this is not me like discounting that, but Ben, Last of Us One has multiplayer and it's very good. That's right. why oh. they're making Last of Us Two multiplayer, and the, oh. it, they wanted to make it bigger than the first game. And they said, okay, cool, we're making it bigger than just traditional five v five deathmatch, right? They, they wanted to make it into an actual game. It, it was too big for them to do, unfortunately. Uh, uh, I, I respect the hat of them just saying, hey, we can't, we couldn't do it. Like, it, I know it's a hard decision to make instead of just buckling down and we're going to spend the next six, seven years of our life making this multiplayer component to a game that came out seven years ago. Mm -hmm. It sucks, man. I get it. Uh, it's just unfortunate this is Naughty Dog it's happening to because that multiplayer game would have been awesome because that first Last of Us multiplayer is awesome. Mm -hmm. That gameplay is incredible and doing it against real people is super tense. Being stealthy, trying to kill all the people against real players, it, it's incredible. Like it's better than it ever should have been. Um, mm. And we're not gonna we're not gonna get that unfortunately. Um, mm. So it is just it isn't a bummer. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. But we got actual you know good news, which is which is good. Yep, uh, marathon. Bungie is developing a new shooter game, a revival of a 1994 game that, uh, that was developed. Uh, it's not a sequel or a reboot, but it will take bits of inspiration from it. PvP extraction shooter where you can either play solo or a squad of three players, and it will have cross-save and cross-play between PS5, Xbox Series X, PC, as it is not a Sony exclusive. Yeah, this was one of the biggest, like, um, hell yeah moments. And then, because uh, they didn't tell you what the game was. It was just a CG trailer. Like, hell yeah, Marathon's back. You know, that's a, it's like a Doom clone. You know, like, like, like you know, a dude like this. It's like an old yeah, school yeah. Doom clone. It's before Halo. Um, the announcement trailer looks awesome. It's a great, that's such cool style. Bungie's so good at developing their own worlds. And then they saw that it's a live PvP extraction shooter. Uh, and that's like what that's like what the division is, and it's what uh, uh, Ubi. Uh, there's a lot of Ubisoft games that do this too. It's like the big new thing that's not Battle Royale, mm -hmm. and it made a lot of people really bummed out because the days of Bungie ever making a single player game again are over. We are never getting a Halo ever again. They are multi. They are now owned by Sony. They are a multiplayer studio for life, and that's just a bummer. That's just a bummer because Marathon. Uh, I've never played Marathon. It's an old ass game, but the aesthetics of that are really cool. And I was ready for a story, and they'll have some multiplayer story, but not like a Halo story, you know. Uh, so it was kind of like a oh, here's yeah. that Sony initiative happening right now. <laughs> I won't I won't deny there's still an excitement level because like Bungie knows how to make a good shooter. They're the best. Um, they're top, they're top like tier. I keep going back to Destiny partially because I like the world, but also because like every time I go back, I'm like, oh yeah, shooting feels great here. It feels better than any video other video game I play. It's true. I just I, I don't know what they know, but they know they got the juice. They got the sauce. <laughs> um. So, like, it's going to be fun to play, for sure. But I do echo Ryan's sentiment that, like, I kind of want more meat on them bones from Bungie because, like, it it feels like it's too close to Destiny. I just, I don't know how many looter shooters or games based on loot were just, like, I increased the number by one every mission. I'm just like, I just, I don't need every game to be that. Honestly. We've talked, we've talked before on pause so about like the future of live service is not the future of video games because um very much in the same vein of what we talk about with streaming services like the the idea of endless profitability is not the goal and it shouldn't be the goal and as long as every video game keeps chasing that they'll never succeed because like only only a handful of games can wear that crown for a long time and they've pretty much been chosen it's Fortnite yep. and kind of overwatch still and uh apex legends yeah Call and, of Duty's hot. <clears throat> and Call of Duty. And yeah. like, you're not going to break the ceiling of those games. Yeah, that's true. You know, that actually reminds me of a really good point. Um, friends of the podcast, uh, friends of pause menu uh, on the, the podcast, um, Gamers Week podcast. Mm -hmm. When Tears of the Kingdom came out, there was an article. I forgot where exactly it came from. But Tears of the Kingdom um, 
essentially this the author of that article said that 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 game is one of the most important things and it needs and it shows the and it's essentially going to shake up the gaming industry in some way shape, shape or form because it's an offline single player only game yep. and that game sold 10 million copies yes. in three weeks in less than three weeks no yes. been three days the oh, game's three barely days. been out three weeks excuse excuse me three days it's technically less than three weeks was was it's, it's, true it's it's probably sold like up to 15 at this point like it's doing elden ring numbers it's doing bananas like genre defying numbers yeah it's, it's and and because this game not only is it critically acclaimed gamers everywhere are loving it it is sold like hotcakes this is gonna hopefully something like this is gonna put into the minds of developers and publishers and pretty much the entire game industry industry that single player narrative games are not dead and experiences like that i mean we have elden ring beforehand we i would even say our our god God of war ragnarok that sold batshit crazy too absolutely those games are the ones that are always front runner for game of the year those are the games that everyone talks about yes all these live service games are going to go under the water or they're right. going to go under the bus. So, I mean, while it sucks that, yeah, a lot of live service games, they don't happen. We have the Kings, Fortnite, Overwatch, Apex, and uh, Valorant. But everything else, all the games that people want to play, that people talk about, single player experiences. No, you're absolutely right. Like, as we've talked about with Tears of the Kingdom and and hand in hand with Elden Ring being game of the year last year and sandwiched right between them is the narrative game of God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Like, those those three heavy hitters uh, just a year apart uh, amongst each other, that is a signal that, like, but it takes time, right? You know, we're not going to see... Mm-hmm. We're still seeing so many studios chasing the live service thing, and we're going to see that for another, like, four or five years before it dies off it and so they realize long. that it's not because it takes so long to develop games. But I do think you're right, Ben. I think we are at the beginning of the recognition that innovation is important. Yeah. And uh, and that, like, the single-player experience is still valuable. But not only that, just, like, individual... Sorry, individual identity for a video game Mm -hmm. is more important. And the thing is, like, the more live-service games we hear about, they can sound cool. There's a lot of fun things you can do with them. But the fact that they are driven by the model of constant, like, uh, sustainability of, of what they're doing and, like, all that. Like, it's the difference between something, like, feeling like a fun multiplayer experience like Aliens Fireteam Elite or feeling like something where you're constantly being drip-fed content rather than getting yeah. a whole a whole meal to enjoy in a multiplayer experience at once. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I don't want to knock multiplayer games no, absolutely not. No. I mean, we multiplayer, play multiplayer game all the time. Yeah, multiplayer games are awesome, and there's always that, like, like you said, Last of Us has a great multiplayer. I didn't know Last of Us had a great multiplayer, and I'm like, oh, that would actually be really cool. I didn't play it for the multiplayer, but Doom 2016's Doom had a decent. I thought it had a decent multiplayer. I loved playing death matches in that game. I love being monsters. Yeah, I love. To me, I always feel when it with like okay, Halo. Obviously, Halo took off because of its multiplayer. But when you actually look at the story of it, it's a fantastic story. It's a fantastic campaign and co-op. Mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, like if you really want to get into the weeds on it, like I think Halo takes off because it it was like at the moment of Halo's release, like a match for match of, you know, single player and multiplayer experiences. They Whether that was multiplayer in the campaign or multiplayer in the PvP, it all 
gelled and yeah. all worked oh, yeah. together. And like they had put the same amount of care and work, thought and work into the multiplayer experience as the single player experience. And like Halo yeah. forms a unique franchise and beast because of that. It's just unfortunate because and honestly, like I'm not going to put all the blame, but a lot of the blame is Call of Duty because Call of Duty yeah. became the highest grossing not just shooter franchise, the highest grossing video game franchise like a year after year because they had one, a great campaign and incredible multiplayer. And then they did one year of an experiment where, hey, it takes so much money and so much like so much time to make these campaigns. What if we just did one year where we didn't have a campaign and it sold just as well, if not better? Because it was just, it's always growing. And it turns out like less, I don't know the statistic, but I know it's really small. It is less than like 10% of people play the campaigns who buy Call of Duty. This, it's there for the multiplayer like that right. was that is the core you know yeah. like not it's not just all dude bros like people love call of duty because it is incredible shooter you know uh mm-hmm. it is a different type of shooter than what bungie makes i prefer bungie shooters but call of duty is a popular for a reason yes yeah. uh yeah 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 uh i think i think like you know we've talked about planning on pause menu and we can move on to other things like that that are in the showcase specifically but it is the the eternal chasing of that uh infinite growth model of getting subscribers into a brawl pass that is not going to last forever you cannot have that many there's a finite amount of gamers in the world and they will only subscribe to so many games for live service passes and there are ones that have risen above the heap i'm not saying that there probably won't be one or two more that are going to rise up to sit not at fortnite's level but maybe just below but it's going to be only like one or two more it's not going to be like 10 yeah it's yeah. never going to happen. And to no. say one one actual positive, and you did say it, like this being a Bungie game marathon, it will it will be a great, it will feel great to play. Whether yeah. I want to play it is a different story, but I know it's going to be at least be a good game. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, and like, uh, that's the thing is like, I just don't want the Brawl Pass model. Like if you're going to give me something that's on the scale with Bungie of Aliens Fireteam Elite, yeah, I'm there. I'll yeah. play. I'll play some missions with some friends and like get better equipment as we do it and maybe want to go back because that's fun yeah and especially if the shooting feels as good as bungie's shooting does yeah you got me but if it's like yo you gotta commit to like that brawl pass you gotta be checking in weekly i'm like no that's not gonna work like i'll play it (laughs) once in a while but you're not gonna get me like that destiny didn't do it you're not gonna do it nope well Anyways, moving on from that in other news dragon's dogma 2 we got an announcement trailer and that's it that's Ben. That's more than enough because this game uh, is a cult classic. The first one that no one ever thought a, a, a sequel would ever come out because it sold horribly. But it is one of like the biggest cult classic in cult classics in gaming because it is it is one of the few games that like I I would call it like a seven out of ten at best. But mm-hmm. it is a game that tries to do so much more than what it's capable of, mm-hmm. and it it's not a broken game, but it's a very janky game, very janky. But it mm-hmm. is an open world Skyrim esque game where you can climb on all the monsters. Uh, like Shadow of the Colossus. Ooh. So you're fighting giant snakes and hydras and ogres, and you can climb on top of them and stab them in the eye. It had a great system where you can customize and create your own minions called pawns. And they're basically, for all intents and purposes, your slaves, but they're like mindless people that you can create. And you, they can, you can create your own D&D adventure group, basically. So you can have like every type of class you want, and you go and just do adventures in the town. And it's incredible. Like it was very simple, but, but the combat was really, really deep. Like some of the deepest for a 360 game, and it's beloved, really janky. Um, okay. This, a sequel's coming out, and the most excited thing is, it looks just like that game. It looks like an incredibly polished version of the janky ass combat in that game, where you're climbing over monsters and you're hitting things that are not really reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Like it has the jank that you kind of want in one of these games that gives it the charm. But it looks like a PS5 game, 
And now that it's on a PS5, it could be so much bigger and so many more moves and so many more pawns. Uh, and it's building off a foundation now. Yeah, and like it, it is the same world, and yeah. like that'll make me revisit this game uh, that I haven't played in years. But like, man, like it is. It was such a fun, like unexpected reveal. Um, very, very excited for this one. Uh, a spark total side tangent that I was just thinking about because we were talking about like the the like takeoff of live service and like how that cre created models and how other things create models and what Tears of the Kingdom and Elden Ring will create. Mm -hmm. Do you know what is a stunning feature i'm surprised didn't become like renowned in like a whole bunch of games after it came out the nemesis system the nemesis system i know exactly the reason because everyone brings it up warner brothers patented it patented it so nobody else can uh, use it and they still haven't used it to this day good rumors Lord. is monolith the company who made shadow of mordor is making wonder woman and the rumors are it's in Wonder Woman's game where you're fighting like Greek people and monsters and battling the legions to go it up to the lieutenants. Because be. like, yeah, that is the greatest thing to happen in the video games. And Warner Brothers was like, we know we got this on lock. So nobody can use it. So stupid. Mm. Yep. Rat bastards. Well, anyways, moving on. Assassin's Creed Mirage. We have a gameplay trailer of the next installment of Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed series. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks uh, like all back I'm say weeks after the last three. Yes, uh, yeah. So I have played almost every single one, and that is too many. But the last, yeah, the last three uh, have been giant open world RPGs in the vein of like uh, Dark Souls combat with parrying and shields and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, it's been great. I love those first two. That third one, uh, I it was it was too much. It was it was a huge game, Valhalla. Uh, I was it was during the pandemic. I was in my Viking mode. I was watching all my Viking shows. I was ready for Valhalla. And it's just such a big game and not, not in the big where I'm enjoying it. It's just like, that's a lot of shit that you didn't need to make. It's, a lot of chores. it's just a lot of chores. And it's like, it's, guys, it is so big. And like, not in the, not in like the Zelda way where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do any of this stuff. Like, it's just the same shit. Right. Um, so it's really great that they're going back to basics. Uh, it is going to probably still be like a, like an open world, but it is like considerably smaller. We're not doing boat shit. It is more about like you investigating your targets. You have to learn about the people you're going to kill before you can just kill them. Cause you know, in, in, in the recent games, you just have like magic and you just know where your opponents are. But like the original games, you have to do detective work too. Like, Oh, my guy that I have to kill is wearing, he's wearing a cloak and he has a beard and, um, he likes to smoke. So you have to look for those things, that kind of stuff. Uh, and that's coming back to the series. So like, it is it is going back to an Assassin's Creed game that I personally don't like as much as the newer ones, but it is look it does look like a better game than the last one was. So I, like it, I'm excited to be here. I will it say looks like just it's a, like oh sorry, go ahead, Ben. No, I was gonna say it looks like it's going back to basics. Yep. I'm oh, sorry, because I mean because I really wanted to hop on the Assassin's Creed chain when I first heard about the game. Like when I first saw it, Assassin's Creed 2, I thought it was like the coolest thing. Uh, 2010. Uh, oh longer. god i'm old um i know but yeah but then of course ubisoft just kept cranking out assassin's creed assess after assassin's creed and i heard the quality just kept dipping and that's why my interest in the series also left it's like Ooh, other games instead yeah this game does look like very interesting and mm -hmm. one of the things of course with any new assassin's creed game is like what time period are we going into this um this middle eastern um setting looks gorgeous i mean so, i know it's because of the ps5 but it looks absolutely stunning fun fact it's from a character based in, in assassin's creed valhalla the newest game it is it is a character that you as ivor the, the the viking lady you meet uh and then it's his side story that was going to be dlc that they turned into a full game 
So like this takes place during during the Viking era of like 1100s, 1200s England, but you're just going to the Middle East. So it's like around like 1200. Uh, I do want to say just like from the small bit that we do have given to us, it looks far more considerate of the representation that it's putting to the game than the earliest releases sure. of Assassin's Creed. I think it just looks like there's a lot more culture and thoughtfulness put to the environment and character mod like i will say everything the last like the last like like three they've been really really no 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 no, that, no. Yeah. but that that's what i'm saying it's like it's going back to the roots but it looks like they're trying to take some lessons over time sure yeah, yeah. Uh, because like assassin's creed one and two are fun games there's some cultural stuff that's maybe not the best what do you mean the like first with... in assassin's creed 2 you meet your cousin he says it's a me mario <laughs> uh so but this especially doing like middle east stuff i think that they're bringing a lot it seems visually to the table to be more uh positively representative absolutely than yeah. perhaps like the initial assassin's creed was and that's why i was mm -hmm. highlighting like the going back to roots thing i i, I haven't played them but i'm well aware of what you're saying like with the previous entries that they've been far more like conscious of this and i think they're bringing that element with them in going back to the, the roots. Absolute, i think that's something yeah. really cool the absolute coolest thing that the last three games have done is they have had a they have had a museum history mode where it is the entire open world game but there's no combat you are simply walking around or flying around and going to the actual like places and learning about them and there's videos and there's and there's historians that talk to you about the places you're visiting in game so like the last like decade of Assassin's creed has been like hardcore despite it being magical and shit like these are all real locations with real history and all the real people you're interacting with all like Cleopatra and all these nonsense people. Like, you know, I, in, in Assassin's Creed three, you meet like Ben Franklin and shit. Cause it's during the revolution. Like it's nonsense shit. You, yeah, you yeah. hang out with George Washington. Like it's a, uh, it's really great. Like that is why Assassin's Creed has withstood the test of time because you don't get games that are giant open world representations <coughs> of the real world like this. Like There's you don't get like, like, like entire Rome rebuilt or, or the middle East and, or somewhere in Japan. Like you just don't get yeah. games like that, especially if they're in olden times. Like, not, a, not a lot of period piece games that go back pretty pre-noir with this budget at least yeah. for sure yeah so like i always respect and like the newest like the next one is going to be like the japan one the ones everyone's been waiting for they haven't done a samurai one yet on the big scale they did a uh, uh a nintendo ds one uh but like the japan samurai one is going to be insane uh uh with everything they build up to so like i'm 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 excited yeah nice mm-hmm and another news alan wake 2 a new trailer was released and also some news that this game is going to be digital only. Yeah. Um, which has a lot of people up in arms about it. Yeah. Um, I, and this is just rumor that it is so they can actually make it cheaper than $70 because that is now the base price of games. They want it to be cheaper digitally because Remedy is the dopest video game company, but that is just rumors right now. So like, I hope that's true. Um, ben, guess what? One game you're going to be playing for an hour in Basement Arcade this, uh, Basement Arcade this summer. Let me guess. It's called Alan Wake 2. No, it's called Alan Wake 1. <laughs> I'm not going to make you play a sequel of a game you haven't played yet. Uh, I'm right. some context. Um, this which game I'm going to be playing this year. Alan Wake 1. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, Alan Wake 1 is an incredible game. Every game Remedy makes is great. Oh, they did Max Payne. They did Control, which was my game of the year when that yes. game came out. Um, uh, it is a literally Stephen King inspired because in the first five minutes of the game, he's talking about how Stephen King is his hero. Uh, it's about a writer in a small town and how his writing is coming to life and it's ruining his life and how it is a very, very psychological Twin Peaks. He literally, like the most inspired by Twin Peaks game ever made. There is literally a log lady in the game. Um, it's incredible. And it is also a huge cult classic that no one thought we'd get a sequel to. And baby, I, I'm just... And they did a great uh, remaster remake. They did. Of, um, of it 
just a little while ago. Which Ben will be playing. Which Ben will be playing and I will be playing and it's going to be a good time, Thank friends. Thank you, PlayStation Plus, for giving it to me for free. I love it. The thing that's so exciting about this game is that first game is very spooky, but like he, they're calling this like their first true horror game. And they already, every game they've ever made has been spooky and horror. So I don't know what the hell that means that they're actually going to make a horror game now because Control is the scariest game I've ever played. And that's like the X-Files in a spooky haunted house, right? Um, I'm so excited because one, you're not only playing as Alan Wake, who is back and has amnesia or whatever. You're playing as a black uh, FBI protagonist. I don't know if I've ever played a video game where you're a black FBI protagonist in a horror game. That's incredible. The dual identity thing is going to be great. It looks like uh, Alan is like in a spooky New York. Uh, all the shit could, could be happening in his mind, or is it real? It's a video game. Who knows? Uh, just so thrilling. Uh, looks real, real good. I I echo all Ryan said does look pretty good and part of me is like excited to experience Alan Wake because a lot of my friends on Twitter were talking about how much they loved the first one yes. but then I realized oh no it's a horror game so I'm like ah, I'm good it's gonna be torture it, for me it has honestly one of my favorite like gameplay mechanics of like the bad guys are covered in shadows and you and light is the main mechanic of the game and it has some of the best lighting in games that's why Alan Wake 2 is gonna be look so good because it's all based in lighting you have to shine light on enemies to despair to disperse, uh, disperse the light before you can shoot them because they're covered basically in like demon goo uh it's incredible it pushes like tech forward uh in terms of lighting stuff so like i'm so excited to like like Ooh, aim my gun and my thing oh, i'm just i'm jumps for it all right. Well, this is the one thing I thought you were super being Jones for. And actually, the second part of this bit I'm excited about, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. Um, remake of the third MGS game is finally confirmed, but they also announced in the, in the same beat right after the announcement of the, of the trailer, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, which is a collection of Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, Metal Gear Solid, which is including VR missions and special missions, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty HD collection version, and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater HD collection version. Essentially, a giant collection of Metal Gear Solid games on modern consoles. For me, I'm excited about that because it's like, cool, collection, games in one, one system, done. It's also important that that's called Volume 1, which means... Yes. Um, of all the games that you cannot play, Metal Gear Solid Four remains on the PS3. Right. You can't play that game unless you unless but you, it's coming. But it's but it will be coming after this volume because right. this is going to sell like oh sell yeah. like game busters. See, I'm thrilled about this because I've wanted to go through the Metal Gear Solid franchise, and I'll tell you right now my that my intention franchise. my intention is I don't know if it'll be me joining Ryan as he plays through this version or if it's going to be Ryan joining me. But, no, I've played him a hundred times. I need you to play it. Yeah, I will be uh, your man in the air, just like Snake. But I, I definitely want to do this, and I want to do this journey with Ryan. So it's I'm excited about these originals coming to PS5. I think this is wonderful. To be honest, I am more excited about the the uh, the remasters. They're not going to be like like 4K super. We're not remaking they're all the games. They're just gonna they're gonna be up-res HD yeah. versions, yeah. which is all I need. All I need because those games yeah, look if, great anyway. Yeah, if I remember correctly, there was an HD version on the PS3, and there yeah, was actually like was. two Metal Gear Solid collections for the PS3 that came out. But what's but. If, I mean, if you have a PS3, cool, because I still have one that's plugged in. But yeah. at the same time, I would much rather get this for my PS5. Yes. Oh, with the with the PS5 controller, dude. Like, I oh, want to. Yeah. I like because so much of what of those original Metal Gear games, like the original PlayStation controllers, had context sensitive buttons. So Metal Gear specifically, you would slightly press to hold up your gun, and then you hold it down to shoot it. So like that stuff is gonna be really cool with the PlayStation yeah, 5 controller. Yeah. Not only that, one of the big things why the PlayStation Classic was heavily criticized was because it came without the analog controller, without the rumble. And yeah. of course, when you're fighting um, Psycho Mantis, 
and you have to like take and then he you let it down the the controller starts vibrating that's fun and then and you have like a whole bunch of other cool stuff with the psychomantis like messing with your playstation one system well, that's and, just like he's just reading your memory card. Like if you've yeah. played, if you have Castlevania memory on your card or something else, it's like, oh, I see you've played Castlevania, and it's like, whoa, you, how are you doing this? It's like you're reading my memory card. It's really <laughs> in 1999, it was destroying people's yeah. brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. bet, I bet. Well, I mean, there was like this huge thing with like the controller not having the rumble function, but like you said, with the PS5 haptic controller with the DualSense 5, they can do so much with the Metal Gear Solid games. And That's also, cool. it's not just the like the PlayStation games, also the NES games, too. Metal Gear and uh, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Those came out. five games. Yeah. We're getting, yeah. That's yeah, incredible. so we're getting a great collection. I'm looking forward to it. I've never played any of the Metal Gear Solid games in my life. Um, besides playing, try and play Metal Gear Solid on a demo disc and failing miserably mm-hmm. at it. It's and, not. Uh, uh, it's, it's not understated of me to saying that Metal Gear Solid is one of the most important video game franchises of all time. Not just in terms of video games, but also for cinema, mm-hmm. because in the way that Hideo Kojima was inspired by Hollywood cinema of the '80s and '90s, uh, people love how weird Hideo Kojima is, and he inspires so many people, both in video games and movies as well. Because right. he is just as much a movie guy, even though he never doesn't make movies. He hangs out with celebrities every day, all day. He's just like hanging out with Maz Nicholson, smoking because he's in he's in his game. That's stranding. Like it's good shit. It's awesome. Uh, let's talk about Middle Gear Solid yeah. Delta Snake Eater because mm-hmm. I'm not calling it Middle Gear Solid Three. Uh, for so those of you Delta. who don't know, people might be wondering, wait, they're remaking the third game. That doesn't make any sense. It's because it's a prequel. It's the first in the chronology. It, it's like making Episode One, The Phantom Menace, first instead of A New Hope. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, people are speculating that it's because they're going to retell the story from chronological order which I think is a mistake because, again, stories are told in orders for a reason. You don't actually release a Phantom Menace first because it ruins the storyline of building stuff, blah, blah, right. blah, that kind of stuff, right? The thing that is the most concerning is, uh, one, no Hideo Kojima. Obviously, uh, they booted him. They hate him. He hates them. That's, that's fine. I get that. Uh, there's no mention of who's making this game. Right. Not a single mention of the developer team. Uh, and then the developer team has come out and saying, hey, it's going to be the original cast. We're so excited. We're going to adhere to the vision. It's going to be, you know, v- extremely faithful. We don't know who's making it. Just Konami's making it. And y'all, Konami doesn't make video games anymore. Right. The last video game they put out was Metal Gear Survive, which is a Konami-less video game that was one of the worst games ever made. And they, 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 they it was awful. It made, me, it made me really, really sad. So... I have no faith right now in this game. The fact that I'm getting the the HD remasters of those games, meaning I'm just getting the original great trilogy. Right. Uh, I'm hoping for the best. Like nothing would make me happier than to play one of the greatest games ever made in PS5 fidelity. Like mm-hmm. that is that is a, a true a true dream. Um, but, but if they're going to be changing it and taking away from Kojima what he stamped on it, I feel like that's a a cause for pause. And it's not like. Hideo Kojima is such a, a singular person. Like he is on, like he is very much like a comparative is someone like David Lynch. He is a weird ass man, and he makes weird ass art. The fact that he he has one of the most successful video game franchises, which is about like it's anti capitalism, anti nuke. The whole thing is about how Snake's trying to stop the world from using nukes, uh, and people love that shit. It's incredible. And he just throws out like movie lines, like like Metal Gear Solid Three. Half the time he's talking about Godzilla with one of the girls in his. And he's like, "Yeah, I saw this movie Godzilla. It's a real great statement on nuclear blah blah blah." And I'm like, "What is this game you're making, dude? This is insane." Um, without him, I don't know, man. Like you can try to recapture like the energy of someone like David Lynch, but if you're not David Lynch, it doesn't feel the same. Um, yeah. so like, I, I I don't know. That's the thing is that to me, like 
I'm I'm more hype about getting to play the originals because I yeah. want I want the experience of Kojima's voice. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't seem to me that if you are in conjunction releasing this HD volume one collection of those things, that you are also making a remake that is 100% faithful to the other game you are releasing in this HD remaster. You are probably changing it. Well, I mean, small changes are fine because like remakes are so hot right now, specifically Capcom. Mm -hmm. uh, all the Resident Evils have been, everyone has been good. Dead Space just came out. That was incredible. So like, I don't mind a remake coming out, but like not having like a, I don't know who's making the game. Right. And that just, that just rubs me the wrong way. Like normally like when you, a big announcement like this, like you're remaking one of the biggest games of all time. You're not going to tell me who's behind it. That just seems weird. It just seems weird. Uh, also, it means that games, I don't think the game's coming out for like four or five years. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those yeah. unfortunate announcements. And if I'm wrong, uh, I would love to be wrong. But like, I don't even know who's making the game. I don't expect it to come out in six months. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll get the, I'll get those yeah. remasters though. Yeah. Hell yeah. Even the, because once again, this was just an announcement trailer of, yeah. of Solid Snake in the jungle with a bunch of animals eating each other. So, I knew it was Metal Gear because um, there's a there's a boss in the game called The End. He's like a 150 year old sniper man, and he has a parrot. He has a parrot, and I was like, I know that parrot. That guy's an asshole. He's always oh. talking shit. That parrot talks shit. You can shoot. Oh, him. oh, great. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, hopefully Delta get, is good. Hopefully, but at the same time, we have a great collection coming our way for PS5. So, hallelujah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got two more left. The next one is Hell Divers 2, an announcement trailer. And I could have swear this was Starship Troopers. Would you like to know more? Yeah. Would you like to know more? Yeah. Hell Divers. I would like to know more about Hell Divers. Again, this I feel like this was like the the showcase of cult classics because Hell Divers is a um, it doesn't the Hell Divers one does not look like this game, uh, which is why a lot of people are actually really excited. I I wasn't a big fan of the first Hell Divers. The way it is a top down perspective, almost like you know like a Diablo or like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but like top down, top down. Um, and it's more like a twin stick shooter where this is like a 3D, like almost Left 4 Dead ass looking, um, you're building stuff. Like it is the Starship Trooper game that I've always wanted. Uh, whereas or the first fire, or fire team, or fire yeah, team I was getting a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, like I, I, I jive with Starship Troopers more. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I meant in, um, in gameplay. in gameplay, yes, yes, yes. but yes, it is. It is. There is no way that Starship Troopers was not on the mind when they yeah, constructed yeah. this trailer. It's so baked in. Yeah, going onto an alien planet and like terraforming it for the good of the good of the empire and all that shit and like very tongue in cheek and like, yeah, murder, no big deal. Like I'm encountering the it. local wildlife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am all about it. And like this gameplay change, I'm like, oh my God. Like I really wanted to like that first game, but just it didn't do it for me. It just wasn't for me. Uh this is like the change that I'm like, oh, you guys, oh hell yeah. Of of everything in the state of play, this was the one I was watching where I'm like, all right, so this might be the game for the four of us. Yeah, uh, I want Brandon to enter the chat Dude, now we can because I think this is the one where oh, we might all have a good time together with this one. I would like to know more. And I thought this looked incredible. Yes, um, I love the um, the opening of the of the trailer, which where, where <laughs> this dude just looking at his wife and child being murdered by this bug, and he's just like, no. <laughs> That, there's just no way there's just no way starship troopers was not the template oh, yeah. for this absolutely yeah it looks, this looks awesome I, I i really want to play this yeah i, I was i I, so I really hope it's good i really hope it's good because redfall fell apart yeah and i was hoping that would have been a fun one for the four of us but yeah, i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. really hoping that this could be a fun new thing for the four of us that first game is good uh it just wasn't my jam so like i i have full faith in the team that this will be a good one yeah all right and finally, the showstopper, 
Spider-Man 2's gameplay trailer. Was not expecting the symbiote suit that early. It's crazy how he just kept yelling, Shocker! Well, you think Shocker! <laughs> well, you, well, you think about it like we gotta get the symbiote suit early. Yes, the symbiote suit early, because uh we know we get Venom and we know we get Tony Todd voicing Venom. So like we gotta get through the whole experience of Peter wearing the suit before that. So mm-hmm. um, what's so interesting is I I guess I just didn't think that we would do the symbiote suit at all because you know what we what we've seen of the venom of, of the venom symbiote is is in the pod with harry yeah um and that so i thought when we when harry comes out he's venom already and that's going to be the thing but seeing this i was like oh shit right of course what was i thinking of course we're right. going to do this and and by god the way they've incorporated it into gameplay is just magnificent oh, oh incredible the, the the really cool thing that people have pointed out is um as you remember in the first game, there was like 40 suits to choose from and you could pick any of them at any time. But that that also has to work with a symbiote suit now, right? So yeah. basically you can equip any time and you will always have the symbiote with you. And it's just an L1 R1 of choosing different moves. So you can wear any suit and it will just do the mistake of thing of turning you black. So you can be any Spider-Man you want still and become symbiote Spider-Man. Uh, it is a separate ability than being Spider-Man. So I'm like, because if you look on the, the the UI, you have L1, R1, and then like the little like four buttons pop up. So you have like Guardians of the Galaxy, like so many attacks. Uh, we see, we kind of get a hint of that in the, in the not the Craven cinematic, but the one when Spider-Man reveals himself. Because when he, when he shoots out, he's wearing his Spider-Man suit and we see the Venom suit engulf him. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it looks good. It looks really oh, good. Yeah. I love this design yeah. uh, idea that the, the kind of like, sliminess i guess of 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 it as it sits on him the way the sheen is on the eyes and the mask uh i i i love the look um i love that they already gave us plenty of a snippet to uh get the idea of you know peter's peter's engaging a little with those dark emotions and miles is like oh man do i have to which really is going to create such a fun dynamic putting the two of them in the game i'm really excited about that yeah i love Uh, you can switch between them whenever yeah that's incredible we, got- we we don't know that yet because it was contextual in this trailer of right. when you switch uh-huh. between characters. So I am not fully convinced yet that you will be always be able to switch between them. I think I'm I think not it. fully yet convinced. I think for story stuff it'll be controlled, but yeah. like when you're doing the missions in I the hope city, so. I think it can be like rather than fast travel, it'll be like yo Miles, uh, can you take care of X Y Z story yeah. uh, side quest thing? And you switch over. Okay. I think yeah. I think that's probably that's that. what I'm... the story stuff is so structured with Insomniac. Yeah. I can't imagine that they're mm-hmm. going to give us the full range of like you can just switch whenever. Yes, but I have um, a, I think I, the side stuff. That's what I was thinking. To, yeah, to extrapolate on your point, I have a feeling that there's going to be because you know in between major story missions, you have the stuff where you can like swing around New York, do side missions, stop crime because you're Spider Man, yep. and also you could like. You have like a list of side quests you could do as Peter Parker, but another a different list as Miles Morales, and you can yeah. switch between the two before you tackle the big story bit. I think that's something they're going to do, and that's when you can switch between them freely. I hope that's the case. Um, other than yeah. that, I do love how the combat is still kind of different between Miles and Peter. I love yes. how Miles has his Venom Strike, and it looks really good in the game. What I wonder, they might not go this far. You might have to figure it out on your own. It might not tell you, but I do wonder if there will be like a difficulty scaling of like certain encounters. Like just think of like the stuff we've done in the previous games, like going into some gang leader's warehouse and like, uh, well, with Peter Parker, this is going to be a breeze. With Miles' abilities, this is going to be a little bit more challenging. Like you gotta, you gotta mm, think about how think... you're going to use those things. 
depending. Uh, I'm just thinking about like how you unlock things because yeah. we still will. It's still a skill tree. It's gonna be right, the same right, exactly, trait, yeah. exactly. But like um, because Peter and Miles are doing different things because Peter has a symbiote suit, for yeah. example, and Miles has like his electric powers. And they like have, that. and we know they have um, two different skill trees. Yeah. Right, so. and so depending on who you advance might make something more like, oh, for this side thing, I'm probably going to want to use Miles because I've, I've pushed Miles yeah. into this. Not that the game is designing specific things to work against I you. I think you're going to be building who... them simultaneously at the same time because they don't want you not to play both characters. Sure. I think they're I specifically, I think Ben's right. You're going to have, you're going to do side stuff for both, but they're not going to limit because there's no way you can play the game. Let's say you only want to play as Miles, and then but you have to play as Peter Parker. Like you have to, so you have mm -hmm. to unlock that stuff. So like, I think they are going to evenly give it to you as opposed to like an RPG where you have to literally, oh, I want to go this path. I think it's going to be a little more free. So you yeah. don't have to be, you don't feel restricted. All I, know I don't think is you're going to do that for this time. All I game. know is I need to beat Miles Morales. Oh, yeah, man. you need to start that. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I'm sorry, did you want to give a bullshit excuse? No, I was gonna say thankfully, thanks to PlayStation, thanks to my PlayStation Plus subscription, I got it for free. It's on my hard drive right now, ready to go. So you don't have an excuse, is what you're saying? Exactly, um, I don't have an excuse. I'm gonna play it before. He just Friday has like six other games he has to get through in this year before that. So the, <laughs> so 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 what's really what's really interesting about this about this trailer is we we learn that the map is bigger. They've expanded the map in the in this game. Is this the most significant expansion in a Spider-Man game? yet because i don't remember ever playing a spider-man game and i played most of them uh where you where you encounter much outside of like the island of manhattan yeah yes um i mean it's i mean they, they only get bigger with with technology allowing it to get bigger so yeah i will say like one of the things as ryan pointed out as well like it's really great to go back to queens we haven't yeah been in queen since ultimate spider -Man. it's the same map everyone needs to be prepared like new york didn't change in the right. four years since the last game like i need like no but no it's not the, yes but the island of manhattan is the same map but there's it's also bigger because we're going to queens no yes to, no I, uh, i'm just so also it's not entirely adding. the same map no but not entirely but the map that we played in spider-man one is going to be in that game it's just going to be we're going to explain more outside of it we're going to places we haven't been it's that same map that we played in Spider-Man 1 for 50 hours. Right. Like, it's just going to look better. And that's not a bad thing. That's not me saying it's a bad thing. Again, Zelda's a game where we're doing the exact same stuff. But, like, people online are getting mad. Like, the the, the, the people who don't understand how game development works. Like, wh why would New York look different? It's the same city. Right. Like, people are getting mad about that for, for, for sure. silly, silly. I mean, well, the, the one of the things they're, they're adding... adding... No, go ahead, Ben. No, I was just about to say, the fact that they're adding more boroughs of the city of New York is actually a better thing. I mean, I don't care that the map, the, the island of Manhattan is going to be the same thing. The fact yeah. that I have, honestly, I'm not, obviously, I'm not a New York local. I don't know New, I know bits of New York. I know the well, famous yeah. landmarks like everyone does. But I would still, I'm still going to explore that map like it's me exploring it for the very first time. Because yeah. I've forgotten a lot of the stuff. And the fact that I have more boroughs to explore, Queens and I'm assuming Brooklyn. I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, that ultimate sure. Spider-Man fight is gonna re is gonna happen with Peter and Venom on on the football field. It's gotta happen. Recreate mm. it. Recreate it. Mm. I played that opening Tasty. of Sp Ultimate Spider-Man like a thousand times. Ultimate Spider-Man's so good. Um, the, I think like the thing that's, I, for me, it's like it doesn't matter that New York doesn't change because where they take you, or it's gonna in be terms of like. Even just where they decide to put um, the side quest stuff, it doesn't even have to be the main story stuff. It, it feels refreshing. Like the difference between the first Spider-Man game and Miles Morales, 
like I still felt like I was going places I didn't I didn't feel like I was retreading. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh and and I think that's fine. Like I, I and I have full faith. The fact that they've taken us to the water um and are using the environment off mm -hmm. the coast yeah, is yeah. uh is thrilling and like just going after the lizard in that way, I think is gonna be really exciting. With, uh, yeah. I love the lizard design. Yeah, love it. With how big the map is becoming, obviously, like you would need faster traversal. And so they're just giving you like wind tunnels <laughs> just in New York. Uh, and then he's also getting the the, the uh, spider wings. Like yeah, what are they called? To yeah. travel. Uh, uh, squirrel suit, squirrel suit uh, wings. I love yeah. those. Uh, it, it, just considerably faster. Uh, and I'm like, oh man, that's going to be so good. We what, what's in that first game and Miles is so good. What strikes me as, as really impressive is that I didn't feel like this was the same game. They didn't just make the same game they didn't just here's the original game slap on a new game and give it to us it literally feels like they built a new game here i won't say that i can tell this is a sequel but that's not absolutely not a bad thing uh iteration on on gaming is, is, is i will totally say okay. i will say in terms of like not gameplay but what they're offering in the gameplay um, they're clearly like advancing what they're thinking of for you to be able to do to yeah. make it feel fresh. Like Miles has is going to be given a whole new repertoire of how to combine his abilities, how to utilize his abilities, how to think about using the tools that you will have at your disposal. They, yeah, they yeah. are constantly like expanding on what's possible inside of the gameplay that was you know, existing um, before. In the Arkham games, when you can do like combo moves, <coughs> you hold like square and X, like if you're with Nightwing or Batman and you guys can like take out, I guarantee it will be some of that cool shit, which wasn't in those first games. So like, I'm, I just, I need to see gameplay of you in the open world with you two together. Cause as of right now, I'm, I, I just don't know. Uh, Cause there's no reason that shouldn't be, but I played, a, I play a lot of open world games where like restrictions are more there than you think again. And you need a game like Zelda to open your eyes of like, oh yeah, we can do more than what you're normally given. So like, I pray, cause again, Grand Theft Auto uh, 5, came out 10 years ago and that has three protagonists that you could switch to at any time whenever you want mm -hmm. so if we're not doing that in 2023 we got a problem so like i pray we can do that because i'll be sick as hell i want to i want to clarify just what i said about it looking looking like a new game when arkham origins came out it was very clearly the arkham city map that just they just slapped the new map next to it and said here you go yeah I do not feel this way with this game. Like it, like it feels to me what I get here. And I understand if I'm, if I'm the only one that that's whatever. Um, it feels more like, you know, Arkham Asylum to Arkham city. Like yeah. it just, it feels like it's a new game. Mm. I, feel, I feel, I see what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. It is much more new than like, not um, like, like they could like uh, Insomniac is not a company I ever worry about like phoning it in like other like like sometimes an Ubisoft will. Mm -hmm. So like they they didn't have to go as hard as they appear to be in this game. Like I, they didn't have to like do all this, but like it looks like it is going hog wild crazy. I think especially the leap from the original to this is massive. Like Miles gives you some of it in between, um, but at, at, if you look at just the original going to this one, it's like massive changes because like, uh, like, like upgrades looking things. looking at like some of the chase scenes from those from that first game and the chase scene in this game there's just considerably more happening because it's the power of the ps5 and they're not limited by the ps4 mm -hmm. like like so many more particles so many more opponents to fight like so many um cinematic moments turning that, into gameplay moments certain back into cinematic moments like that's only possible with a ps5 like it, right. it, it looks it is it is visually that was true miles, so much too. miles was held back by being for ps4 yeah. and ps5 not built entirely on the ps5 engine so you, this is our first real foray with insomniac spider-man going hard 
PS5. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's going to be, I, I think like a strong comparison is the, um, when you are swinging along, trying to catch up on the chopper while it's chasing the lizard over the water, that looks so much more dynamic and smooth than um pursuing electro because you're kind of just swinging through the city which is really cool but like so much more like destruction is happening around you in this because like they they can afford to do it they're not held back uh i'm so i i was i'm gonna be honest i was a little worried before the trailer because i'm like i've loved like jedi survivor it's a great game but like it's not the true sequel i wanted i really liked god of war but like I felt it was a little hang back. Like this could be like like Final Fantasy 16 esque same way. Like man, this is the next generation finally here. Like this is kind of what I've been waiting for. Um, and we know Insomniac is thinking in that way because of um, uh, Rift Apart. Oh yeah, Drag 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 Clank. Ratchet and Clank. That how much they were using the PS5 tools that we saw on display there. We know that they are excited about utilizing what they can do with the PS5 engine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I really like Craven's design. We haven't talked about him, but he looks cool. Yes, he does. Oh. <laughs> The amount of people who were who were really worried that the first guy who showed up was Craven, like this guy looks like look awful. And then real Craven showed up in like his like lion garb and like lion skull and like there he is. Uh There's we also we also see uh Wraith confirmed. Yeah, she's in um she's um it's either in the Spider-Man DLC or Miles, uh that that's the trajectory that Yuri goes. So it's if the you DLC. It's the DLC. the DLC, yeah. So like if you didn't play that Spider-Man DLC, you don't know that Yuri's now a vigilante, so play that DLC. Yeah. It's okay. Trailers? Let's do it. Trailers. All right. Out of pause. Uh, oh, yeah. Ben, Unpause. say your thing. Unpause. <laughs>